The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, January 16th, 2021, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. 2020 was an interesting year for the cigar industry's ups and downs. Today, it's the state of the cigar industry address where we will address where the cigar industry is headed. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 11th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. I, I got to get something off my chest. All right. I want everyone to see. There we go. What David had made because I did not he's have such it made. a narcissist. I did not have it made. <laughs> it is a pin with his picture on it. And uh, much younger Dave, by the way, than than this Dave. It is. It Look is. Look how dark your hair was. Yeah, it's a younger Dave. Different glasses. Same weight. Same weight category. Yeah, roughly. Same weight class. Heavyweight. It's Same okay. amount of chins. That was oh, chocolate. Wow. That was chocolate Bob sent that to me. <laughs> and then, can you explain who that is? Yes, because he is not an African-American man, <laughs> which is what was said to me before. What, you chocolate Bob? What are you talking about? I said, no, 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 no. no. This guy is in the chocolate business. So if you got our um, Cigar Authority chocolate bar, you wonder who made it. It was Chocolate Bob who owns a chocolatier. He's, He's a, a chocolatier. local chocolatier. For, yeah. uh, 40 years making chocolate. And mm. um, he showed up apparently yesterday uh, with a bag of buttons and gave it to my staff and said not to tell him it was him that did it, but it came back to me. I figured it, it, we we got the answer to it. It was Bob. So you spend ten thousand dollars with the guy, and he gives you buttons with your picture on it. He's he's, he's into me. He's, <laughs> a, he's he's a stalker. He's he's eighty something years old, but he, he's been stalking me lately. There's worse people to be into. No, he's a he's a cool dude. Ooh. And uh, maybe someday we'll have him on. We'll talk about chocolate. Being and, uh, in chocolate and into you would that make him a sugar daddy? Ah, maybe, maybe. He's an interesting guy. Well, one person found you amusing. <laughs> <laughs> he's an interesting guy. He's a um, he's an inventor, and he invents all kinds of different stuff. Did he invent chocolate? Is he that old? No, he's not no. that old. He's not that old. But this brand is. This is an old brand um, that I believe none of us have ever smoked. I haven't. I certainly have not. I have not. All right. Today's first cigar is the Victor Sinclair Seri 55. Or 55 Connecticut. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Magia Cubana, and the size is 7x50 Churchill, featuring an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper, Ecuador binder, fillers from the Dominican Republic, Honduras, and Nicaragua. 
A box of 20 is $59.99, which comes out to less than $3 per single. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So these are meant, meant to be smoked inside. This is not something you get in your car and drive with because I can't drive 55. Uh-huh. I see what you did see? there. No. You didn't even get one laugh. No. No. And Luke Waugh says Barry didn't get enough credit for his joke. No, he got he got Mike to laugh. <laughs> yeah. I heard him guffaw the one time. Uh, I, what I will say about this right out of the gate, uh, nice looking wrapper. A little rough. Uh, it, it's a nice, I like the hue on the wrapper, but I, I think uh, it's a slightly lower grade. There's a hue. There's a hue. Um, and dense. Uh, this is a heavy yep, cigar. Yeah, it feels like it weighs a lot. There's a lot of tobacco in it. There is no no voids in it whatsoever. This is, so far, well made. And even though it's Connecticut, I'm looking forward to smoking it. But And it's a Churchill. We usually go to smaller cigars on this. Mm-hmm. We got the Churchill here, so I feel important. <laughs> got a big cigar going. <laughs> All right, let's give it a cut and light, see what it's all about. It's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. The cold drawer, Swedish fish. Swedish fish. Those are red ones? Yes. It does have a little bit of a red taste. The original? Oh, not bad. Yeah, like a fake cherry kind of taste. Yeah. Barry Stone. Good draw. That's his maiden name. I think it's that's true. the first time I've ever gotten Swedish fish <clears throat> off of a cigar. Yeah. So this is different already for us. Huh? And uh, we're going to light our cigar today with the Sputnik by Vertigo. The Sputnik features double wall protection. Three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have an easy adjustment wheel, all for the low price of $9.99. If you don't have three of these lighters, you're missing out, man. The Vertigo Sputnik, $9.99. I can't believe how low these low price these lighters are. Always. Every time you do it, it's like somebody made this in China, brought it to the U.S., wholesaled it to us. We get it. We sell it. It's 10 bucks. How is it possible? How is it possible? It's volume. (laughs) I'm surprised there hasn't been a lighter shortage. Right? Mm -hmm. For for the imports and stuff to come in? But we buy about thousands of these things. Thousands of them. So this is a relatively low price cigar. Did you mention the price on this? Yep. It's $59.99 a box, which is less than $3 per single. For a Churchill. For a Churchill. And it's long filled, by the way. It's not a short fill of cigar. This, hmm. this is a low price value cigar. Why is it low priced? What is the reason? That, that's what I want to do as I do this. Yeah. Why is it a $3 cigar? Is it from China? Dominican Republic? Dominican Republic. All right, not China then. You know, it says right on the wrapper uh, five country blend, but their website actually only lists four. So, Ecuadorian Connecticut and an Ecuadorian binder, that counts as one. In Dominican, Honduran, and Nicaragua, and it's aged five years. So uh, just the eight. Five, five. Yep. Everything is five, so all about fives. Isn't there a five, five cigarette? 
a cigarette brand of five five? I don't know. Why are you asking a bunch of cigar smokers questions about I cigarettes? I don't know. I just I just see it like overseas, you know, like a big uh, European cigarette or something like that. That's that's a five five or five five five. That would be fifteen. It can't. This is five five equals a perfect ten, and that's what you get when you. <laughs> Somebody's been listening to another podcast. Yes, yes, that's a, that's an ad on a on a different podcast. Uh, all right, so. I want to talk about the state of the cigar industry, where the cigar industry is. Well, and there's a reason why we're smoking this cigar with the state of the cigar industry. I want you to know that you've never smoked this cigar before, but this is one of the highest volume cigars manufactured in the world. Victor Sinclair. Hmm. Yes. It may be number one. That's how many of these hmm. cigars they go through. Um, what, why is it? Number one is the price. Now let's see if it if it lives up to it. We're smoking a Churchill, so it's not like we're, we're just going to have a little taste of it. We're going to smoke this whole thing and see where it is. But where is the direction of the cigar industry? So today is January 16, 2021. I do this each and every year for myself. Uh, I put it together uh, over 20 years. I've been doing it. And I have all the old editions of it to see the direction of the cigar industry. It helps me see where the industry is. And then I can move my business, you know, following trends and things like that, both uh, retail, our online, our distribution, our media, everything. So I look at, at the truth of where the cigar industry um, in the right direction going forward based on the information that I'm providing with you today. So uh, I have acquired facts from many resources. I won't name everything as I go along, but these are uh, what I could gather. This year was a tough year, actually, to gather information, and I don't know um, if it's the big slowdown on shipping that's happening here and there's people not working or whatever, but typically I would have this information. Usually I do it like the first or second week, um, and I'm, I'm a little behind because I, I kept pushing it back to get information, and I just couldn't get all the information I was looking at this year yet. So I said, let me just pull the trigger and go with it. So the state of the cigar industry address January 16th, 2021. Coronavirus, COVID-19, Wuhan virus, or whatever you want to call it, it has devastated the brick-and-mortar retailers across the United States and across the world in 2020, and that held true for cigar stores in most states. March, April, and May shutdowns to retailers re reverting to curbside service, if at possible, had had devastated their sales. The same held true for manufacturers who saw shutdowns in their factories some who uh, are not up to full capacity even today. We heard from our friends in Nicaragua today, and, and it, it's still not there. At the same time, online retailers grew dramatically, as did cigar online retailers, and consumption grew dramatically for certain items, including alcohol and tobacco products, and that includes cigars. As for shops, they began to reopen. Customers flooded the shops for a place to go, while they helped the retailers with high volumes of retail sales. Retailers across the U.S. reported that they have made up their losses and actually reported sales were up in 2020, despite the major drop in the first few months. This is true for brick-and-mortar retailers, depending on their state and laws prohibiting their lounges to be open or not. Some of affecting there that are primarily cigar lounges, and they weren't able to go to full mm -hmm. capacity, and that's held them back. At the same time... Online continued to grow um, 
leading up to December when delivery slowed down due to the overrun on shipping with delivery companies just could not keep up with the huge increase. This too has helped brick and mortar retailers at the end of the year because people couldn't get their product fast enough online. And we saw that because we're part of all these things. The increased demand for cigars created shortages like a mini cigar boom as cigar stores and online uh, replenished and now uh, in the winter months, some believe that the be- it is the beginning of a slowdown and the supply chain will eventually uh, catch up completely. There was double-digit increases in 2020 with imports of large cigars. That's val- a cigar valued at $0.76 cents or more factory costs, went up 10% nationally. This is a 3% increase after a 3% increase in 2019 3% in 2019, 10% into 2020. It sure looks like a boom on paper. Early reports show that this could be the highest year since 1997 for imports of cigars into the United States. Again, I don't have the exact numbers yet. I wish I did. Uh, but looking at as far as I could look, which was October, it still looked like it was there. Biggest growth coming from machine-made cigars were up even more than handmaids. Um, as machines cannot go fast enough right now, three, we heard from somebody the, uh, the other day. Three the, shifts. Three shifts going. Machines made were up considerably. Uh, I do not have that number to report, unfortunately, but up dramatically is the answers I'm getting. <laughs> as for handmade premium cigars, Nicaragua took the lead once again as the number one supplier of premium cigars in the world uh, last year, and they continue to build on that lead by double digits. Growth of import cigars estimated right now at about 12% growth over last year. Final numbers have not been calculated by the U.S. Bureau of Census, but maybe slight corrections will be made uh, depending on the dollar amount. But unquestionably, the biggest growth is coming from Nicaragua, the leader of cigars. Dominican Republic had another good year coming in second, followed by Honduras, Mexico, and Costa Rica. Despite government slowdowns, no smoking laws, high taxes, rising age restrictions to smoke cigars, the premium cigar industry had a good year. Online sales for cigars is as biggest in history by far, and brick-and-mortar retailers have added um, online sales themselves, including websites. So we're seeing a lot of brick and mortar starting to add um, an online component because of COVID-19. My personal interview with key retailers report that tobacconists did see increase in custom account and new cigar smokers. Added to that, people are spending more. Despite a rough year for retailer, U.S. sales rose 2.4% between November 1st and Christmas Eve on 2020 compared to the same period in 2019. The minimum age to buy cigars across the U.S. in 2020 rose to 21, and that had little to no effect on premium cigar industry. The conclusion for the year 2020, it was a roller coaster, ups and downs and back up. But will this continue? I worry about it. As online giants to continue to grow and the big get bigger, I become more worried. This conclusion, this is the conclusion, and not just in cigar retailing, but in most retail brick and mortars, continue to complain that they are showrooms for the internet. And this is true. But people want a place to go. People do not like staying home. We learned this in a big way. So could this be the rise of the brick-and-mortar retailer? (coughs) 
That concludes a much shorter version of the State of the Cigar Industry Address. More information as I acquire it. Uh, Love, Dave. Love, Dave. Because <laughs> it's really a note to yourself. It is. For 20 years from it now. It is. And then I look at it, and the cigar didn't stay lit. Uh, that was a little test. Why? Will the cigar stay lit while I go through that process? Why do you think that machine-made cigars saw such an increase? Because one of the few places that was... Not mandatory. What do they call it when you're allowed to go to those stores? Because you had to. Um, <sighs> Trick question. Essential. Essential. <laughs> essential stores were these gas stations and convenience uh-huh. stores that sell those things. So some people actually had to go from premium cigars to machine-made cigars. Uh, and some of them carry those four packs and the Humi packs and things like that. Um, I heard from manufacturers they c- couldn't keep these warehouses in stock. That, that supply these um, gas stations, gas, yeah. for lack of better term. Yeah. Dave, do you want some feedback on your shorter version? Yeah. Uh, Blue Water Pig says the shorter format was awesome. All right, good. <laughs> now. <laughs> you do tend to get wordy on that one. Yeah. Now, Bearded Wonder says you should have had the flag behind you when you do the state mm. of the cigar. That, so next, next time, I'm, I'm, I'm do a video and have the flag there. <laughs> Put and a little, stand at a podium. A little podium yeah. in front of the stage. We need music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's, let's ramp it up next year. All right. Okay. We'll get right on it. All right. Jonathan and I standing on the side of you like Secret Service with mirrored sunglasses. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Let's make a little video. It may, may not be too late. We can pull something off and just we got, I'll, I'll be make happy a little to video. This. No, I think consumption is up because there's two things. One, people have more of their income is disposable because there is nothing else to do. It's, you're not going to the movies. You're barely going out to eat. Yes. And as a result. It's, it's, it's entertainment, right? So you're, yeah, you're at home. and you it's got like, stock comedy clubs closed. Mm-hmm. Regular nightclub is closed. Movie theaters. Yeah. So what's my entertainment? All right, I'll just get a cigar. And, and you got you to gotta have, listen, I'm going through a divorce, but you've got to have time away from your significant other, whoever that is. I think so, you might have to take that pin off. So you, I, can't, I can't even look at it. <laughs> no, I like it. I like it a lot. I can't even. I turn my head over. My eye goes right toward it. You might have to take that off. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it in a different location for you. Okay. But yeah, like I noticed that pers- from personal consumption, you know, I wasn't going out to the bars with the wife. Mm. I wasn't going out to dinner. We were with friends in the backyard every every year. And, you know, at twoguyscigars.com, we ran a top 20 customer list. I was number 15. Hey! Congratulations. So, yeah. And, that, uh, and you that's got a discount. You got more of my pay back this year yes. than in any year past. Uh-huh. So many customers said to me, you know, I, I was smoking two, three cigars a week. Now I smoke two, three cigars a day uh, because they had the time to do it. But now it's winter time. It happens to be a cold, rainy day today. Uh, besides the guy sitting in the lounge, I don't think there's a lot of um, people out there. Well, it, it's not that cold, though. So if you could get out of the rain, I think you still got a good shot of smoking outside. Yeah, today. it's decent as far as the temperature goes. Yeah, yeah we smoke in a garage with a, with a heater. Uh, you know, with those round cylinder things on top of the gas tank. Yeah, yeah. And we created our own smoking lounge for at night. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you see, listen. And the people in MeWe are saying they're doing the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. things are changing. And uh, there's uh, there's there may end up being a cigar boom that came out of this that you think – you, so you, you got it in the yard, in the garage, and there's people coming over, and mm-hmm. it has, has nothing to do with that you're smoking a cigar. Just, just mm-hmm. people are 
getting together and staying right. away from each other, but getting together. And you're smoking a cigar. Did anybody that's not a cigar smoker say, I want to try one of those? No, I, I hang out with cigar, cigar smokers. People, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, on the cigar boom, right, it, it has a definite top to how far it can boom just based on ability to supply. Right. Yeah. So first cigar boom, I think you hit their ability to supply. Can't get any bigger than that. Right. Then it usually drops again, but I think it stays higher than it was right. prior. Which it so, did, yes. Yeah, and so I would expect the same thing this time, right? It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to drop. It'll be higher than it was before. How are exports up if the factories are operating at 30 and 40% capacity? Because everything that they had... They ended up shipping because they were worried. At, at the beginning of it, they were filling warehouses up, and it was panic mode that was coming in. But the problem that ended up happening is very shortly, 30 days after that, they're calling up, and they're panicked that they're sitting on product that nobody's ordering, and they're calling me and saying, order that. some. And I say, order some. I don't have any customers. Order. Yeah. I'm not going to order any more than I end up having. And then all of a sudden... They ended up opening the stores. The people came flooding in, wiped out their store, and then they started right. cleaning try, that try up. Try to order now. It's yeah. back order. Yeah, right? and, the, and the best is when you get a guy who smokes brand A and he calls up, you know, or he comes to the store and three visits in a row, you don't have brand A. You know, they're mad. Why don't you have it? And if you tell them the factories are at 25% yeah. capacity, they're what like, ah, that? oh, that's nonsense. Yeah, we don't care anyway. They want no, print. No, the, yeah. uh, the vast majority of customers are willing are to take a Robusto yeah. instead of a Toro mm. or a Churchill instead of a Toro. You Most know, people are understanding. As a buyer of cigars that I have to buy them to resell, <laughs> I, I took advantage of opportunities of deals that came up, but I didn't take enough opportunity right. of deals. I should have really... You I'll know, take them all. Take everything. <laughs> but who the hell knows? You, yeah. you, you start going into panic that you, you're bleeding out because yeah, you no need money's the, coming you, in. Yeah, you need money to make payroll and right. all that. And so Keep you don't do it. Right, so and you then, get into a whole cash yeah, flow thing. But if you, if, you, if you had the crystal ball and you knew how it was going to turn out, I should have bought. I'd have a year into my mortgage right now, but I had to pull out of a house because I didn't know. What was happening? Right. We were closing. We were closing, closing for up to six weeks. And no uh, curbside, no nothing. And I pushed you not to do it right. because I said, "Oh my God, don't do it now!" Because after <laughs> this, it's going to be a free for all, and everyone's going to be dumping the houses. And it was wrong. I'm sorry, but who the hell knew? But after it's over, nobody's selling their house because everybody bunkered down and fixed their house up. And the ones that are, inventory's low. And the price went oh. through the roof. Now, crazy, Dave. You like to speculate about things. Yes. Right? So Brian Myers is uh, wondering if you have anything to say about FDA in your state of the cigar industry. Well, it was pushed to the side. The administration has changed, and I'm very, I began very worried also. But nothing happened with FDA. Therefore, it's not on there because there was no conclusive. Okay, they, it didn't go away. They're very distracted right now with other yes. things. Good, good. <laughs> Um, I know I tried to put a, what I believed, predicate date problem product through in the past couple weeks to try to get something manufactured, and they went on to go look at it. The, a manufacturer that will name nameless 
tried to put it through and said, it's not there. And I said, so what? And they said, I can't put it through because it's not a grandfathered in product. So they believe, listen, they're going to receive lots of money if I bought it. They believe that they can't put this product through. Hmm. And it is a it is a old grandfathered product, but it has not been put through the FDA compliance thing. And maybe it's sitting out there and it didn't go through or uh, yet or um, – or it didn't go through, ever. Who knows? But I, I have proof that it was there, but it mm. needed to be on that list. And I had 300-and-something things on that list. Yep. I don't know if, know if it was there. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Barry, yep. but there's, a, there's an issue with that right now. And they won't take my money. The manufacturer won't mm. take my money because of FDA. So They believe they won't there? be able to import it because yeah. it'll be rejected at the border right. at customs. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, and it's too big of an order just to bring in on suitcases. Yeah, it's too big. <laughs> yeah. It's too big. A couple of trips. You know, Brian Charles elaborated that maybe uh, machine maids were made this year because people were at home smoking more weed without drug testing at work sites. <laughs> <laughs> Very right. good point. Very good point. Yeah, no, that Brian really knows how to think outside the box. How does that? How does drug testing happen at work now when you don't go to work and you stay at home? It's hard to do, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, ma- mail us in a urine sample. <laughs> Beautiful. Smoke a fatty before your Zoom meeting. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of that product is is for that yes. uh, purpose. Uh, that's why we have no broadleaf in the United States. It's right. because of marijuana. Do you believe that? There's no broadleaf for cigars because of marijuana. Why don't they put it in rolling papers like they used to? They got to use good tobacco for that. So just to expand on that, the number one use, uh, user of broadleaf tobacco is backwoods. Backwoods, yeah. So that's why there's a shortage. Yeah. Can oh, can they make some synthesized paper or something instead of using no, that good tobacco? I don't see why not. Let's work on it. So yeah. if if you if you eat something that is very spicy, about three minutes later, you still have the little tingle of the spice on your palate. You take a sip of cream soda. And, and you, you're there. It has you're, to be, you're at 5-5. Five, five. It has to be Dr. Brown's cream soda. You take some you. smoke, you fucking asshole. Shh. Hey, we don't do that anymore. We don't say that when Ed oh. Sullivan. We don't do that anymore. <sighs> I couldn't beep it fast enough. I said shh instead of beep. <laughs> I meant to say beep. You're worried about that when they do the asylum every week. <laughs> That's nothing. Yeah, but your asylum is more double entendre than it yeah, is you direct. Gotta, you gotta figure it out. I gotta words. look up half the stuff. This, this week I had two co-writers, so we'll yeah? get to that later. Yeah, Jess wow. and Ed. He put so much work into this oh, thing. Yeah. If he put a tenth of this work into his regular job, <laughs> yeah. he likes it. He's actually the remember you used to do it. Yeah, and he says I'm taking this away from you. You gotta admit though, he took it to another he level. Definitely took yeah. it to another level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Je- Jess sure. was horrified that I was going to say she was the one that gave me the article. So, so you're not going to uh, say. So it. I'm not going to say it was Jess. I, yeah. I, I, and people turn these into you, right? People want. Yeah. Oh, here's a good one. Yeah, Jess was sitting it. next to me. She's I've like, oh, I got a great one for you. I've done it a couple times to you, and every each time that I did this, you said, "Yeah, I already got that. I already have that." <laughs> and I'm like, "What does he do? What does he?" Do? <laughs> Uh, I, I want to do a couple of cowbell emails. I'm going to get through these throughout the show. These are not in contention uh, because it's too broad a topic and there's too many of them to choose from. But I wanted to try Na- to- Naming the cowbell. Naming the cowbell. So uh, 
They're all submitted through the contact this, us page. This is not the cowbell. We're naming the logo, the new mm-hmm. logo. Wait, by the way, you got a, a, yeah, a I got nice the sweatshirt. sweatshirt. Let me pay for that. No. That was a deal. Nope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nope. Yep, I got a mug and nope. I'm not taking anything no. for that either. I want to did no. some happy new year. I, you know, well, due Stay respect happy. to Nick Podomo, I'm retiring my Podomo mug for a while and I'm going to use the Cigar yeah. Authority. Uh, but this is the guy on the logo. We're going to try to name him. If you didn't hear the after show, we went through Dave, a whole bunch of them. I'm taking the money, and that's why I'm rich. That's it. Take yeah. the money. If somebody offers you money, take, take it. it. It's that easy. How about naming the bell either Dunbarton or Steve or Saka Bell? <laughs> Maybe that will get you-know-who to come on board. I've given up on him. You, you would, 2021, I've given up. I gave it a good, strong five years. That's enough. So the cowbell is basically a head. If you used any of those, it would have to be bigger. Uh, love the show Love the care package I got that. <laughs> Love the new logo Hopefully I'm not too late to throw a name into the ring Bucky It's not dumb He looks like a Bucky And Bucky Bell sounds cool Thanks for all you do If he had buck teeth He would be Bucky Bell You know. Yeah, you mentioned Bucky All I can think of is Adam Let him rest in peace Yes, because Bucky he was Goldstein Bucky. Yeah, 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 yeah uh, I'm going to save that one. I got one here uh, from Jerry Goldenson who says uh, that he liked Bruno, but how about the Led Zeppelin drummer John Bonham, Bonham. Bonham known as Bonzo? Bonzo Bell. Bonzo. Because he played yeah. a lot of cowbell. Um, um, or the famous Latin percussionist Tito Puente, that he could be named Tito Puente, and Natalie Perdomo's dog is Bonzo, too, so mm-hmm. there would be the, before we do the cut and light. And if you go with Tito, maybe we can get a vodka sponsorship. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for considering my Bell Burr idea. Doesn't seem to nail it, though. Ed mentioned going with something that matches the face. Seemingly an Italian mob vibe. So here are a few more I thought of. Joey Dabell. Frank Cosbello. Wow. That, that's actually too scary because <laughs> I actually know that person. <laughs> wow, is that scary? That, oh my God. Carlo Gambello. And now the best for last, Da Bell of Da Ball. That is too close to home. All of those are too close to home. And, and someday I'll, I'll tell the long story. You want a coin story? I'll tell no. You, I'll tell you the gangster stories of. Uh, where two guys smoke shop started out. Uh, Tommy wants to name the baby, by the way, uh, through the contact <laughs> us page. Uh, congratulations to Gianna. A name? How about Davide? D A V I D E. I think that would. I think that would be David. 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 How about David? Dave, how about just David? Huh. How about Mr. Jonathan the Second? And no last name, and we just raise this kid like the rock star he's going to be. I know you're trying to keep me out of it, but I'm does, I'm helping. Does that bell have a patina on it? It does not, but we could add it. Yeah. All right. We could add that. That's just a little Always pushing to the coin story. <laughs> coin story. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, what should or will the cigarity cigar retailers do going forward? Also, there's a dark cloud coming over online tobacco sales. Is this the saving grace for brick-and-mortar retailers. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods, meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos. Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by AJ Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. 
Padrón Cigars. They give you the cigar smoker. The confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padrón Cigars. Handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Jose Dominguez from Jose Dominguez Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, and we're smoking one of their cigars. This is the Victor Sinclair 5-5, a cigar that's under $3 for a Churchill. It's insane. Uh, smoking good, smoking slow. Uh, it is well, no machine-made cigar. This is a handmade cigar. Definitely packed with tobacco, definitely heavy. A l- nice, uh, firm pull on the draw. It is not... Um, Underfilled. No, it is, it's yeah. not a straw, It's but it's not plugged. It's, it's got a nice pull. It's, it's a good, healthy draw. You know, you got S-chip that comes in, and S-chip tax, which is 42 cents a cigar that ends up coming in, uh, added to it. You got beautiful packaging that this is. How can it be that low? Very mild, though. Give me your number. Negative one. Yeah, I'm going to say one. Three. <laughs> what? Great. There's, there's cinnamon. There's some um, spice tingle that's happening. <laughs> it's not. Like, I would say a one is a Macanudo. All right. This is a three. It's not a this medium This is cigar. above a, a Macanudo. All right. So if one is a Macanudo, it's got to be at least a two, and I'm saying three, and that makes sense, right? Yeah, two. I guess if two is good. Three right. is a notch below medium because four to six would be medium. <laughs> Five is medium. Right, four to six. Mild no. to medium would be four. <laughs> mild to medium, medium would Barry, be five. Barry, yeah. Barry, yeah. just let it go. No, okay. mild, to, mild to medium would be four. We've been doing the show medium for 11 years. Five. This is the first time he tells us that Macanudo is one. Mm. So now all true. of the shit that we've ever said for our whole lives not true. out the window. Everyone knows you're wrong. Now the new scale, Everyone as of knows- right now, Macanudo is a one. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm exactly. big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. So and it's a three. You can do about I think it's a three. It. You're I'm, right. I'm tasting three. There we go. Uh, no, three. You, what you are tasting is the five five. <laughs> <laughs> so the really But it's three dollars. It's three dollars. Time to three dollars. And it's three on the on the strength scale. <laughs> they should rename this. The three three. There is a brand three threes, which huh. is a Davidoff uh, really? bundle, right? The four fours and three threes. Davidoff? I don't know that one. Really? Yeah. I've heard of the 333. Three, three. Yep. The 33s three are in tubes, silver tubes with nothing on them. 
And then there's the 4-4, which is a bundle without the tube, and it's a Davidoff cigar. And I don't believe that they're long-filled cigars, though. But they're very val- good value cigars, too. We don't carry them, but they're good value cigars. And uh, why does this sell tens of millions, tens of millions of this cigar? It's cheap. Well, it's inexpensive. It's mild. And it's good. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing yeah. offensive. No. They certainly could have. I mean, I get I, in looking at it. I didn't know the price when I started the evaluation, just looking at it. But yeah, it's not the best looking wrapper as far as a Connecticut shade goes. It's, it's a little not, rough. It's yep. not bad, though. There's so, some wrinkles, but for you're going to save yourself $8. I'd put this up against a, a $12 cigar. Yeah, visually, you remember back in like the late 90s, there was a brand called Don Lino. Yes. It looks like that cigar. Looking at it, it reminded me well, of Don Lino Africa, which is Don Right, Lino, which is totally different yeah, but, than the Don yeah. Lino from back in the day. Yeah. But that was a hugely popular cigar, and I don't see much of a difference. So this still has 1998 prices at $3. All the people or, geeking out about all the geeky cigars that are out there. Oh, this cigar outsells them all. What's the other one? Don Tomas. Don mm-hmm. Tomas, yeah. It's very similar yeah. in look. In huge volumes. Huge, huge volumes. volumes. So but if you look, uh, how do you make money with it? This is really, truly, how do you make money with this volume? You better sell tens of millions of these things. This is not a cigar that I am going to seek out to smoke ever again. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't want anyone thinking yeah, this, uh, that I found my new favorite. I haven't. Okay. It's Connecticut Shade. I'm off Connecticut. There is a slight bitter component from that Connecticut that I don't care for. As far as a Connecticut cigar, is it performing well? It's performing fine. This will be the first and last time that I smoke it. Though. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to blind test you. Yeah, that's the, that's cheating. That's no. cheating. So, so, no, but someday you're going to blind test you, and you're going to think differently of it, because you're thinking, because it's $3, that I'm above a $3 cigar. It's... You know, I just bought a box of three dollar cigars. They were they're $4. sitting, whatever. They're yes. sitting on my on my driver's seat. So when you gave me the list of cigars to make for the postcard, by the way, if you get the care package, make sure you take more than the cigars out of the bag. There's a postcard in there. I've had a lot of people ask me what was the cigar without a band. Well, if you pulled the postcard out, you would see. And there's also a code on the way to get more of them if you're part mm. of the care package. Yeah. And there might be a little. Other gifts in there. Yeah. Empty the thing out because we throw little things in there. And uh, so There's when this cigar was on the list, this one. I groaned. I was like, oh, I don't want to smoke that. You always like and that. And I always do that. You always do. I <laughs> said <laughs> it before. Did you ever have this? No. no two oh, years oh. ago when it's back in the care package with one of the different wrappers or yeah. a year, I won't be as upset. Yeah. It wasn't terrible. No. And that's the whole wasn't idea great. of it. Is it to throw a $3 cigar in there to do it? No, I want you to try all these different things. I want you getting out of your comfort zone, and I want you smoking a full-bodied cigar. I want you smoking short cigars, long cigars, thick cigars, thin cigars, all kinds of different no. stuff. Dave, that's I, the idea of this. I don't know this 3 by 3 but... uh Mark, 5 by 5 Mark, no, Mark in the chat room says it's three by three because you got nine in a bundle. You did. Yeah. But that's so, not why it was called that. No. But they, they were smart enough to say, okay, let me do, let me put nine in a bundle. Yeah. Uh, I believe early on when I used to buy that cigar, it used to come in trays of 50, hmm. 50 or 100. Uh, it's how they originally came in. And then they ended up putting them in tubes and they put um, nine cigars, um, cello pack together. Um, as three by threes. Hmm. And even before that, 
it was called P uh, private stock. Private stock. Private stock. Private yeah. stock. Yeah. I remember all of yeah. those. Yeah. So I think at the beginning it used to be private stock three by threes. Then it just became mm-hmm. three by threes and the evolution of what this what this was. But it was a fine cigar. It is a fine cigar. Mm-hmm. It's still out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Should retailers invest in going online? No. They're not. The answer is no, you say. Yeah, and because they changed the Jenkins Act in the latest budget, I believe that within the next four to five years, probably less – Cigar sales will be included as a ban within the Jenkins Act. Yeah. So it's and it wasn't it, in the budget, by the way. It was in the, the stimulus. stimulus package, mm-hmm. the fifth five thousand five hundred page stimulus package that's out there. In there is a change of can you move tobacco products across state lines? The answer is no, you can't accept cigars. But right now they've added in vape and they've added in these other products. So what we have to worry about is the vape people are going to say, accept cigars. Why accept cigars? This nicotine in cigars, it's a nicotine delivery system too. And online sales get wiped out. Right. It's going to take you more than three to five years to develop a online retail site. And it'll be all for naught because it's going to be gone in three to five years. I, I firmly believe that. There's a lot to what you're saying there. I, I agree. I think it's um, the days are going to be gone. Right now, one of the holdback is going to be we just went through COVID-19 where everybody had to buy online because they they weren't allowed to go to stores. So they can make an argument to say, but a year or two goes by and we forget everything that happened here and nobody cares anymore. And then they say, okay, that's it. Cut it off and make it so cigars can't go across state borders. Not because they care about cigars going to start across state borders. Follow the money. They want the money. The states want the money. They don't have any money right now, which could make it, we don't care about you can't get it, and it could happen sooner than later, not wait a couple of years. It could happen really soon, and they say, stop it. That's why I think you're seeing some of these online giants starting to open retail stores. Right. They see it coming. Because let me tell you, why do retail stores charge more than online? Their cost of doing business is way more, that they have to have the brick-and-mortar presence, and they have to- Bright colors, displays, POS. And not warehouse. Warehouse spaces are much cheaper, and retail locations are much more. So there's the cost of doing business that that goes there, and they're not able to do high volumes uh, because they can only do business for the people that are around them, too, on top of it. So um, if I had a bet, I'm already in, so I'm in on all aspects of it. But I don't think today I would say, let me invest in – into a new entity and do online cigar sales because the clock's ticking, right? I think yeah. that's what it comes down to. That's that's my guess of what's going to end up happening. But I know retailers are doing it because um, that ended up happening. They should have been doing it all along. They're saying, and let me do it now. Uh, maybe it doesn't go away, uh, but, but that's that. A manufacturer is going to continue to compete with retailers who sell their cigars. That's the scary one. Predatory pricing happening. Yeah. So what they do is, uh, listen, Apple, if you want Apple products, you they sell directly to them. Tesla, you want a Tesla, you're buying Tesla from Tesla. Are we going to get to the point where if you want a Victor Sinclair 5.5, you have to buy it from Victor Sinclair, 
because they end up selling direct to consumer. I don't think that day will happen with them particularly, mm -hmm. but we know lots of manufacturers are direct to consumer. Whether you know it or not, they call themselves something different, but they're direct to consumer, which makes it for the brick and mortar, you can't compete with it um, because they'll lowball for acquisition. But it kind of goes into what Barry was saying where uh, the online is potentially going to go away mm -hmm. after the Jenkins Act mm -hmm. does get amended, which we believe it will. Every brick-and-mortar retailer should want it to go away. That's the thing. <laughs> so if, if if it gets to the government and then they start interviewing 4,000 cigar stores and saying, well, yeah, we want to take this away, do you see all these brick-and-mortars going to the state capitol to go fight this? <laughs> no, because they're, it's in their best interest for it to happen. But then they come after you. That's always the worry of what it is. I'm in all aspects. Honestly, if it ends up happening, I'll probably be in the in the better if it happened because I'm more brick and mortar than I am uh, online presence. I just do everything. Um, but I never wish for that to happen because after it, that ends up happening, it, they'll say the next thing, um, you, yeah, you can't sell cigar stores in a cigar. Cigars, it ha it'll have to be a drugstore. You know, and you'll have to need some sort of license or whatever's right. going to go on. Um, so we have to worry Good about Good luck getting that. a doctor to sign off on a prescription for one of these five fives. Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's marijuana, right? At the beginning of it, didn't you have to get a prescription yep. to get it? Yeah, some some state. I think most of the states, it's still medical. Yeah. I had to go to the bank in Massachusetts the other day. My chip had fallen on my card, and I had to pass the dispensary. There were like 50 cars lined up to go through the dispensary. What, drive to? Yeah, like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Were you just making up a story, or were you going to the dispensary? No, I was going to the bank. All right. Do you ever go to the dispensary yet? No. I have somebody go for me. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I never saw one. Do I you should... like the uh, weed brownies, or do you like the weed Swedish fish? Swedish fish all day, every day. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. <laughs> Rudy, if the kids are around, you might want to mute right about now. The parents of a Michigan man in his 40s will have to pay for disposing of their son's Mandingo-sized collection of pornographic material. After an argument, they could be on the hook for as much as $75,000 after a federal judge in Michigan granted his request for a summary judgment. David Jerkin, <coughs> sorry, I mean David Workin, has amassed over 1,600 titles, including Your Mom Tossed My Salad, Granny Has Gone Anal, and The Uranus Experiment, as well as over 50 sex toys. Collection's second to mine, but one has to wonder if they threw away his good housekeeping magazines. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I feel like there was a paragraph missing. Didn't follow that at all. Didn't connect the dots no. for me either. But then there's things in there I probably wouldn't understand. Mandingo? Yeah. Don't don't ask questions <laughs> after the asylum bit. That's rule number one. I, I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, next week, sports stars and cigars. And joining us will be David Ortiz, Big Poppy, 
from the Big Poppy Cigar, and he also played baseball for uh, a team around here uh, or something. Yeah, and we'll have an awesome-looking humidor to give away during the show, yes. too. Wow. Yep. We got a David Ortiz humidor. How you'll get that, you'll find that out. Uh, but uh, any any mail come in asking questions of what we're, we're going to ask David Ortiz? One. All right. We got one so far? We have one. Is it anything good? It's Okay. What do you I, got? Tell me. No, I can't say it. Uh, all right. We're going to waste it. And I got a question from Estevan Zamarone out in California that he wants us to ask. Yeah? All right, you got to give them to me because I, I, I got to get working on that too. Uh, if you didn't know, I don't know anything about sports at all. Uh, it's I'm, good. We're yeah, going to ask him about cigars. We're going to ask about cigars. And I, and maybe he doesn't know anything about cigars, so we'll right. see what happens there. <laughs> I, you know, we still got to get in touch with his people. That'd be par for the yeah, course. That's up to you, man. That's going to be a well, difficult thing. I don't. Sure. What do I look up, David Ortiz? So Ed Santa Maria, the buyer, told me if you haven't gotten in touch with him, he will help you facilitate it this week. All right, good. I'm Is, glad. I'm glad we conducted yeah, that business people, on the show. Our people contact their people, and well, I'll people. reach out to the real Ed, and he'll set me on the right path. Absolutely. And the following week, January 30th, is the recap of the meatball, which happens on the 29th, the night before. So we got back-to-back shows because we are going live at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. on the 29th, and we're going to do the meatball, and you'll see what that's all are about. Are you eating meatballs, Ed Sullivan? No. You're, You're not even going to eat them. You're a disappointment. No. A taste of five meatballs. Ugh. Good deal. Just a picket. Why? It's it's ground beef. What? <laughs> it's poor people food. He doesn't eat poor people food. I'll be doing it. I'll be taking a bounty to wipe the sauce off of the meatball because that's where the sugar is for the carbs. And I'll take a bite of each one. To yeah, vote. take a bite. To, There's all that filler material to the carbs. Yeah. You're going to rinse the meatballs off under the faucet? <laughs> no, I'm just going to take the SX sauce <laughs> off of it. But uh, I'm going to make sure gonna know I which don't one, vote for Jonathan. You're going to know which one sock is. Yeah, it'll because be it's beautiful. Gonna, it's going to be a beautiful looking meatball. And I'll just watch the other people, the ones who have a look of disgust, are eating Jonathan's. I had bought um, toothpicks. You know, I put colored yeah. toothpicks on each one of these so to differentiate one from the other. But this year I bought flag toothpicks. They have flags on them. And I saw it online. I said, oh, it's perfect. I'm going to end up doing this. And the minimum amount you can buy per flag is a thousand toothpicks. I only need fifty, but it's a thousand. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll buy five thousand toothpicks. We're good for the next twenty years. years on this event. Yeah. Then when I got to close it out, it says you have not reached your sixty-five dollars and something cents of toothpick purchases. So I had to buy more. I have tens, maybe hundreds of thousands of toothpicks coming. The next event at Two Guys Smoke Shop, buy this cigar and you get 1,000 toothpicks <laughs> yes. for free. Yeah, just put a whole bunch in a jar and tell people, yes, they win that and the jar of toothpicks. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of crazy toothpicks coming anyway. So uh, those are two, three things to look forward to. If you have not got your meatball um pack you should buy that and you go to the cigarauthority.com yeah or two guys it's one of the first images in the rotating featured products uh get your seven pack and take part in the meatball and in the mm. seven pack is the popetta which right. means meatball and it's the only way you can get it you have to go to a steve soccer event which doesn't happen because there is no events <laughs> so this is the virtual event and you're able to get one of those cigars and see what that's all about. So uh, that's upcoming stuff. Um, and 
We are talking about Barry gets a tattoo, uh, and we're working on that. That is going to happen. I will be getting the tattoo come hella high water. Yeah? Okay. We just have to get that uh, finalized. We might have to send you to prison to get it, but we'll figure something out. Prison tattoo. (laughs) Along the lines of what you're talking about, I have this mailbag here from Chris. Uh, the Cigar Authority is submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Cigar Authority always promotes that the audience buy from your local brick and mortar, and yes. for good reason. I travel a lot for work, and while visiting local brick and mortars in the cities I visit, I notice house brands are a trend in the industry. Would it ever make sense for brick and mortar retailers to sell each other's house brands in their stores to promote brick and mortar business? I would love that. For example, having a display case dedicated to brick-and-mortar brands like the Filthy Viking that uh, we had mentioned before, Dos Amigos, Rhapsody, which is Zeal Cigars. Uh, If a select few of the larger brick-and-mortar cigar retailers in the U.S. brokered a deal to sell each other cigars in their stores, wouldn't this promote the buy local within the cigar community? I'd love it. I tried to do that. It's got to be 20 years ago, and five of us get together. This is more than 25 years Mm. ago. Five of us got together. I bought everybody's cigar like I was supposed to. No one bought yours. Nobody bought mine. And then I bought all theirs again, and I'm waiting, and it never (laughs) happened. Are you still waiting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, My cowbell suggestions. I would would love it, and I think the person would be intrigued with a display case that would have all these different things on it that, you know, there's some things you go to another part of the country, and and Ed, you traveled a lot more than all of us. When you went to the West Coast, you saw cigars oh, yeah. that that not necessarily were even house brands, but no. they were hot in that, that area and the certain things. Like take New England, for instance, Hammer and Sickle, big New England cigar brand based out of New England, and here it is in all the stores that are around here. And then you go to the West Coast, and you may say, I've never even <laughs> heard of that brand. So that's not even a house brand, but right. it, it is that. Um, yep. se- segregated or regional, it, yeah, regional. Uh, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. If, uh, I, I would love to see that happen. He would like to also uh, suggest Belly Coso and Bernie as his uh, Bernie as his. Uh, <laughs> if it was if it was a lighter, he could be Bernie. Mm. I would like the the bell to have a lighter at the top or a cutter <laughs> at the top. Of, of the cowbell. I'll get my brother on that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice if you if use the bell to yeah, light your cigar? It's exciting like me it. a little bit by the, how you're grabbing yeah. the knob. <laughs> Sick boy. Everything to you is an asylum. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you understand showrooming theory and that it happens in retail? Yeah. So showrooming is, this is something all retailers worry about that they bring a product in their store, they showcase it in their showroom, which is their store, and a person tries that cigar, says, wow, this cigar is really good, goes in their lounge, and buys the box online because they liked it. So we were just a sampling for the showroom, as acting as a showroom to see the product, and then they buy it somewhere else. Oh, let me go into the store. It happens not just in cigar stores, but you'll go to a store and look at a TV. Say, oh, this is the TV I want. Let me check the size. Let me this. Oh, we're going to think about it. You leave, and then you buy the product mm-hmm. online. Uh, it, it is a major problem because the store is stocking the product, having it ready, right. showing it, teaching it, everything, and for small money, somebody else goes and buys it somewhere else. Shoe stores in particular. 
Let me figure out what size so I can order it So online. try the shoe on in the store, yeah. leave, and then buy it on. <laughs> it's so wrong. It, but it, but it, it's true. Everybody understands this. This happens in the cigar industry in a big way. Um, what can a retailer do about it? What's the move? Because it is, it is a concern for me. It's a concern for other retailers. You put that it, product as low on the shelf as you possibly can. You certainly don't highlight it. Yeah, I mean, it's different for us and, and other no tobacco tax states because, you know, like a price-protected cigar can only be sold at X amount of price. Yes. In New Hampshire, it'll be that proper price. Yes. But then you go to New York, it'll be 75% more because – so yeah. it's harder for a taxed state yeah. to protect themselves. From it. From it. Um, but this, this regular product that's not price protected that we all carry, that um, you know they don't care if somebody online sells it at a loss or what appears to be a loss. It isn't a loss. Right. They give a big discount to the guy because he bought a whole bunch of them, and now he's selling it making a little money. And taking the customer away from the retail store that's bleeding out and hurting because of it. So this method happens not just in cigars. It happens with everything. But this is a cigar store, sh cigar show sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, you know. We've talked about a lot, a lot of cigars today. I, uh, I did a couple of podcasts this week. So a shout out to the Cigar Pulpit. That's Nick and Gator. Uh, Nick the Bishop and Gator. They're... Uh, they had me on, and they had me on with another retailer, and they had me on with Dan from Riverside Tobacconist, and uh, they kind of stepped back as we started talking with each other, and we got into a lot of discussion of what it is, and I, in, it was three hours long. I think they're breaking it up into two episodes. Um, this is on Cigar Pulpit, yeah. and um, boy, I liked it a lot, and Dan ended up um, emailing me after, and he enjoyed it too, and I said, there has to be more of this of retailers. It doesn't have to be out there for the world to end up hearing if they're interested or what it is, and I don't know if there's any interest of a consumer listening to two retailers talking about uh, what's going on, but if the retailers would only talk to each other and stuff and try to figure out what can we do about they're not going to stop, I don't think. They're going to continue to do this stuff because it's in their best interest to do it. In the same time, hurt us. I look for stuff that doesn't hurt them or hurt us, and it's a win-win situation. They're looking for the win-loss, and this is what ends up happening, and this is when they're going to wipe out cigar stores. So that's, that's what I'm worried about happening uh, with the showrooming thing that ends up happening, that they will turn into... Apple, they will turn into Tesla, and it'll just be direct. That's where you'll end up buying the product. Because, again, you, you are doing that. You don't know you're doing it, but they own the online giants themselves. So um, um, what, does, uh, what will a boutique manufacturer do to get shelf space as the big companies demand Shelf space. That's happening, too. So we're getting contracts now that they demand. Yeah, imagine that. A manufacturer is approaching you with a contract. You want to sell our cigars. We believe that our cigars are in such high demand. You have to sign a contract. Right. This many facings, this many inches. If they were in such high demand, <laughs> we would be ordering them. The reason why we're ordering them is they don't sell, but you're forcing us to sell in order to have this other product. And this other product, I must have more than those than I need or have or anything. So you're demanding more showroom space. More showroom space. So you can just see the direction uh, of what's happening. This isn't part of um, the State of the Union because it's not factual, but 
It is true, right? It's, it's absolutely yeah, accurate. Yeah, you can see what, what ends up happening here. And then those are other things to talk about of what do we do? You know, what do we do so, to survive at that point? Do you dare say, I'm not going to sign the contract. You won't sell me the cigar anymore. Um, now I can't provide great customer service because my customer wants that exact product. Or will the customer understand that and say, okay, what do you have like it? Even though I want brand X, and I tell them brand Y kind of matches up with it, are you the consumer willing to accept brand I, Y? I think it varies by consumer. It yeah. also varies by retail shop, whether or not you trust the retailer to steer you in the right direction. It, it's a costly move because they don't want to lose their customer, um, but they may lose their customer anyway because if – Again, the showrooming thing is happening. They buy the cigar, try it out, and you, you, yeah, you did sell the single, but this guy isn't buying one cigar this month. He he bought a box from them, right? So it's just just a big worry that's going to go on. And these are this is the time of year I think of all these things as as we're signing contracts, rid, signing contracts, <laughs> getting rid of brands, adding new stuff in, uh, and this is what everybody's doing: shelf space, shelf space. Every retailer ends up saying it. You know, I don't have any room. I don't have any room. The only way to have room is to get rid of some brands. Uh, as you start picking these brands, you have these bigger manufacturers that are forcing you to have this kind of space. And some of them force you to do it. It's all or nothing. Other manufacturers say, you don't have to do it. But if you don't do it, you're not going to get the bonus kick at the end of the year. Well, percentage. you're not going to get the limited edition right. that might come out. Right, right. So they do it in a different way. And you need that product too. So they're, they're forcing it down our throats. And if you start going in stores and you start seeing the same thing at every store, that's why. Because they're forcing you to be the same as everybody else. And if you're not the same as everybody else, you're missing out on all the opportunities that happen. So where's the balance? What do we what do we do as retailers? I don't know what to do, but I know uh, I'm halfway done with the Victor Sinclair Series 5.5, Connecticut. I'd smoke this cigar at three, four dollars, three dollars, three dollars, three dollar cigar. Listen, it's a good Connecticut. It's not convincing me to smoke Connecticut's, but it's good. Well, they make other versions of this. They have yeah, other wrappers. There's four different wrappers. I think yeah. there's Cameroon, Maduro, and the, the fourth one escapes me. Uh, but I would smoke them when they're in the care package again. But you wouldn't buy a box? I wouldn't buy a box. Barry, it's $3. <laughs> yeah, I wind up spending double that on you know other cigars. You want more strength and more flavor. And, and more, more complexity. Would this be something, if you're new to cigars, you would say to somebody, you should try this? This is something that I would have uh, at my not do- you right at my daughter's wedding when people are going to see me and my friends smoking a cigar and they're going to want to try something. Uh, I would have this there because if they toss it, it's only three dollars. Right, and it's performing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's burning. The well. ash hangs on. It burns well. It's burning even. Definitely yep. long filled. Performing well. There's yep. nothing wrong with it. Uh, these th- these things are out there. These cigars are out there. So. Uh, Check them out. Uh, okay, let's take a break. When we come back, is this a time to get in the cigar business or wait? Retailers, cigar brokers, reps, manufacturers, is it time to get in, get out, or just stay out? We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, the time, my friend, is now. For just $24.99, you'll get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke each one of those cigars on the Cigar Authority Podcast with you. I don't know if that's really a benefit. Sure it is. We will judge the construction, flavors, and review the cigars, and you can see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for $24.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up today. The Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, Every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. 
the La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto de Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hey, what's up, people? This is David Ortiz, Big Papi from the Big Papi Cigar. You're listening to Cigar Autorial. We'll have him on next week. Please send your information during the week so I can put a uh, some questions to ask him. What do we got him for about a half hour or so? I, I haven't been in touch with anyone. <laughs> All right. Ed knows nothing. He knows nothing. Anyway, we're back, and uh, times are very different in 2020 and now in 2021. Have you been thinking about getting into the biz? Uh, is this the worst time or best time to get in the cigar business? Welcome back, everybody. We're ready to smoke a second cigar. You know, we talked about, very excited about the Wiseman Maduro firecracker that's going to come out for 4th of July mm. this year. Uh, it should land to us um, late June, so uh, look for that. <clears throat> uh, Nick Melillo put the Wiseman Maduro out years ago. It is a soft box pressed, mm -hmm. semi-box pressed cigar. It will not be when it comes to the firecracker. It's going, right. to, be, it's going to be in the round. But um, I wanted to try a smaller Wise Man Maduro, because we didn't have any sample of the firecracker, and I want to give this a try. So, Barry, tell us about this. Well, today's second cigar is the Wise Man Maduro, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by Foundation Cigar Company. The size that we're lighting up is 5 and 5 eighths by 46, making it a Corona Gorda, and it features a San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and fillers. A single cigar will set you back $10.29, while a box of 25 is $226.99, which comes out to... Uh, roughly uh, $9.90 per single. It's a savings of over $30 and almost 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. 
This is a highly rated cigar. Yep. Um, all the geeks love it. Um, it showed up on um, a lot of people's top lists and things like that, which we're going to get to in the uh, after show. We're going to talk about some of that stuff. But um, this is going to be an interesting cigar in a format of a firecracker. Oh, yeah. So, It'll be too strong for you. Yeah, I'm sure it will be. They, yeah. I don't know one that has not yet. Perdomo. No. It was strong. <laughs> it was strong. I, I went through maybe 10 of them. Mm. Which is a which lot. Is a lot for you. Yeah. yeah. But it's not like I said, okay, let me put five boxes aside so I can smoke them later. It's, too, it's just something for each thing. Let's give it a cut. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand while all other brands were raising prices. Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. We talked a little about the S-chip tax, which is about 42 cents on a cigar. I remember when that, that all happened and everybody went up, probably an average of about 50 cents because it was cost of doing goods. Everybody went up 50 cents and Perdomo actually lowered his price 50 cents. He's like, everybody zigs, he zags or whatever, but dramatic difference. Bragg's apple cider vinegar. I was going to go with uh, vinegar and salt potato chips. Yeah, that's mm. what I was thinking. <laughs> it's definitely got the vinegar component mm. to it. Which is a strong taste of Cuban cigars, too. Mm -hmm. Cuban-esque, cold draw, Cuban-esque cold draw. Densely packed, another densely packed. Oh, yeah, no voids. Yeah. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Sputnik. The Vertigo Sputnik features a flip top, three jets with double wall protection, an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, all for the low price of $9.99. That is the Vertigo Sputnik. It's a really nice San Andreas wrapper on here. Very nice looking, a little bit of oil. Yeah. It almost looks more like a Habano wrapper yeah. than a San Andreas. And he's, he's Mr. Connecticut as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> but he doesn't have a lot of Connecticut tobacco, yet he, he lives there. He lives on the Maybe on the he farm. could go steal it at night. Yeah, I know, because you'd, you'd have to do it, because there's One just not enough product that's out there. They're down to 40 acres left. Of the shade of wrapper. The shade, yeah. No yeah. vinegar once the cigar is lit. That's... Totally gone. Mm. It's almost like Dave shaked the cigars in a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips. Now mm. some some pepper components come in. It gets uh, baking powder, a little mocha. Yeah, um, you know the Ovaltine. Yeah, mm. Ovaltine. <laughs> they still make Ovaltine. I loved Ovaltine. Just for old people. Yeah, yeah. That was good. It was it's in the malty chocolate. I mean Ovaltine. Is pretty old school. Really? Well, and then you probably went through the Nestle's quick phase. Yeah, too. but that was first. I thought Ovaltine was the new hip one. I don't think so. 50 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> we get it, boys. You're old. It it's is. the last chance to get the uh, virtual meatball, by the way. It is. This is it. So um, buy the Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust seven-pack sampler. You'll see it on the CigarAuthority.com. It's on the screen now for our watchers. All right. So it you will get a Sober Mesa Corona Grande, a Sober Mesa Brulee Toro. By the way, if you're lucky enough to get a Sober Mesa Brulee Toro, these things are uh, 
hot right now. Hot. Can, uh, Mi Corita Anchor Corto, Mi Corita Tricky Track, a 764. Umbagog Corona Gorda, another one we can't keep in that's stock. That's Gordo Gordo. Gordo Gordo. Okay. It's all right. Todos Las Dias, Double Wide Bellicoso. And what you can't get, absolutely can't get, is the Bopetta. It's an event only cigar. This is an event. Uh, and if you want to be part of the event, well, I live far away. There's no way I can go to the event. It's okay because we're going to do it virtually also. You can watch me kick everyone's ass at this competition. You can't taste the meatballs, what's going on. I'll tell you what it tastes we like. We will describe what's going on here, and we're going to show you uh, what happens if you always wondered what happened at this event. This is your chance to do it. The event is Friday, January 29, 2021. Um, 6 p.m. the event starts. We'll go live at 7 o'clock. Just make sure everybody's ready to go and uh, dish some stuff out and get it going. Um, 7 o'clock live broadcast until we – we're going to keep going until we give the award. So you'll follow it all the way through and you'll know uh, if you get it. You're going to get a little code of how to get to the um, YouTube. Is this how this is going to go? There's no code. There's no code. It'll just tell you where and when and okay. how. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I don't yeah. know. That, that's all yeah. you need. Where, when, and how. All right. <laughs> You'll be able to get on if you end up getting this show. Um, so the Meatball 2021, who makes the best meatball? It is a judge blind by all the people who attend live. And uh, that includes the participants. I remember last year, Steve Saka says, well, I shouldn't vote. And uh, yeah, I said, why would you not vote? Because everybody else that made a meatball voted too, because not necessarily you know the meatball you made, but he felt like he knew the meatball is what he made. And he said, I feel bad to vote. I said, do whatever you want. He voted for himself, right. and he won by one vote. Don't waste your vote. We well, saw yeah. that at a different event yes. where somebody voted for somebody right. not even in contention. Right. They did it as a joke, and somebody ended and up losing. it wasn't so funny. Right. Right. So I, I, I mean, the first funny. year we did it, didn't you vote for yourself? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I voted for myself too. And I said, I'm, I'm, I think I'm voting for myself. Mm -hmm. I thought it was my meatball, which I actually like the best yeah. because that's how I right. grew up with meatballs. This is a weird thing because it depends who, who's in the audience that does it. But um, I'm going gas station meatball this year. Yeah. Gas station meatball. I've it, dialed in the recipe. I don't know what that means. It's revolting. Yeah. It's the worst meatball anyone's ever had, and I think they're going to like it the best. All right. Um, in 2018 and 2019, the meatball champion was Steve Saka. He spends a lot of money, time, and energy on his meatball. He said he's coming in hot this year. He's coming in as the best meatball. He says, Although, I'm spending the money. I'm he doing can't it. be practicing right now. No, he can't because he's in Nicaragua. Right. Unless he's practicing in Nicaragua. Which makes me think he has a ringer, and it hasn't been him making the meatballs. Ooh. He has like 15 days. He doesn't have to worry about and it. And he he makes his own everything, man. He, he There's right. no way he would hand it over. He had to make his own molds yes. for uh, <laughs> the unicorn. Yeah, there's no way. <clears throat> the competition is Mr. Jonathan, his third attempt. He's come in last place the the first two yeah. times. Competition, he's, he's you're using that term loosely with Jonathan. Well, even if he comes in next to last, it's will, a win. it'll be a win for him. Ed Santa Maria, we put in an Italian every year. Ed Santa Maria, who was the buyer at twoguyscigars.com, says he's using a family recipe. He's got this, and uh, please, for all Italians, bring it on. It's Santa Maria. He's Jim, cooking a test batch today as we speak. There we go. 
Jim Price is the New England sales representative for CLE. He will be representing the Aroa family, and his job depends on a good performance. <laughs> you think he'll be fired. Yes. <laughs> and Oliver Nouveau, who is the national sales guy for United Cigar, and he has been in the restaurant and hospitality business, and he knows good He's food. He's all about the taco, though. He does a lot of things, but there's meat in a taco. Yep. There's ground meat. I mean, it's it's pretty close. Maybe a nice chorizo meatball or something. We'll see. We'll see what he brings. It's one night only. And when you come on to the event virtual, there's going to be deals that are going to be offered to you where you can get some special cigars and things like that. And we'll we'll promote that. Is is there any food that night? There is. (laughs) There's meatballs. No, no. But what else? Oh, pasta. We'll put pasta. Bread? Should be some garlic bread. I'll have bread and water. I'll be fine. Eat the meatball. I don't know. I'll give you my bread so you can have a double helping. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, you should that, make it the offer of the day, and, and you, you give Ed Sullivan 20 bucks to eat, eat five meatball. meatballs. Normally, we sell the first 50 tickets for the people live. It sells like three hours. Yeah. This year, believe it or not, we have live tickets left because of COVID, and people are nervous, and they, they're buying the virtual packs, even though they live around the corner. Mm. Ah, I don't want to be with all those people. Let me buy the virtual pack. I'll watch it but they don't get to end up tasting the meatball. But it's not about tasting the meatball. It's the fun we're going to end up having, so hopefully it works out. So that being said, uh, last chance to buy the virtual meatball is now. So buy them. Uh, Okay, so let's talk uh, retail first. Uh, Is this a good time for somebody that whatever business they were in and lots changed that maybe their their business is closing down, maybe the place they work to, they were laid off and they're thinking whether they go back there or not. Um, should they get into the cigar business? I'm going to say, I've always said cigar industry is a terrible industry to get into, especially if you're a fanboy or a hobbyist, you, you can't go into this business with that mindset. But going back to the Jenkins Act being overturned, I think there's going to be an influx of in-state cigar sales once that happens. So now might be a good time to go in if you can get rid of that fanboy mentality. Yeah, learn business. Yes. Learn how to operate well, a business. And and if, I, if you can get product right now, I mean, that may be tougher for somebody just opening a business right now. You got in at the wrong time. I, I mean, it turns way- out at the right time, but you re- actually got in at the wrong time. Cigars I, were at an all-time low. Yeah, I should have gone in maybe five years later. Right. I got in five years too early. Is this five years too early? I think it's no, this shorter gives than you, that. This, this gives is, you an opportunity for the next couple of years. to one or two years too early, which <laughs> is going to get your feet wet. Yeah, and but there's your college education right there. Right. It only cost you half a million dollars and. Uh, You'll have fun while you do it. Yeah, you got to figure there's going to be a learning curve. You got to learn your customers. You got to know your area. I mean, uh, I was having a, a discussion with somebody the other day about how different regions of the U.S. have different cigar tastes. Like you'll see stuff in Florida that you'll never see here in New England. You learn your area. So getting in a little bit early gives you a chance to hone your craft. Yeah, I agree with you. 
I think this this might be the opportune time, uh, and I push people back, and I still pull pe- people back if they think they're going to sit around. <laughs> oh, I'm going to buy a cigar store and just sit in the lounge and hang out, and that's what it is because you're doomed for failure if, if you're going to take that approach. But if you really come in with your head on straight and this is what you're going to do, and Jonathan threw that half a million dollar number out, it's pretty damn accurate mm-hmm. if you want to do it right. You know, I started at $6,000, and it took me a long way to go. But that was 100 years it ago, was 100 so that's years. like a half a million yeah, today. Yeah, <laughs> you, you need about that kind of money for lots of inventory, um, display cases, um, humidors, lighters, cutters, ashtrays. Um, you need uh, marketing money for advertising. You need uh, working capital behind you. Mm-hmm. In other words, you end up starting and you say, that's it. I used every penny I have and borrowed every dollar. I don't have a penny left. Uh-oh. Because if something happens and you now you, you can't pay the electric bill that happens because you're not going to be, be able to pay any of the bills, you need, say, $50,000 in working capital in the bank after you've paid for everything else. And that could be a loan, and, but not a loan on your credit card. Right. It can't be an 18% loan. It has to be a real business loan, and you got to be in the certainly low single digits of, of um, an interest rate to end up doing it. Um, but this, this may be a good time, and I've been pushing people away for years and years, but I think the future could be bright if you understand the things that we talked about of the product Product you know, mix is everything. Product mix. The product mix is not what you think the product mix is. It's got to be very calculated and thought out. Um, is it wise to get in other aspects of the cigar industry? A broker, a, re- a manufacturer, a grower, all that stuff. It looks to me like the industry is moving even away from reps. Because I know the orders are coming in one way or another, so why that, waste the money on the guy who's not going to move the needle? But here's the problem that's happening: the ones that are saying I don't need reps right now, that's because reps aren't going to the stores mm-hmm. right now and going around. The second that light switch is changed, look at the disadvantage of somebody not having boots on the ground at that point. I'm hearing from some people. We just saw General Cigar split their company into two Dude, and hire double the reps, which makes no sense. Does unless. It? To be continued on the last Saturday of February. Right. Yeah. When we're going to talk about the conspiracy theories yeah. of what's going to happen where. Um, let's look into the Don Raphael offer of the day right now. 50 bucks, Ed Sullivan. Eat five meatballs. That's $10 a meatball. How big are these meatballs? Golf ball golf size. Golf ball size. A little bit bigger than that when they started out, but they should render down to about golf ball size. No, I'm out. $10 a meatball. You're getting paid. You're not paying to eat them. You're getting paid to eat them. This is not the Don Raphael offer of the day. <laughs> no, it's the Mr. Jonathan offer of the day, and now I'm mad. It's brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Should I hand this over to Mr. Jonathan for now on? He does the offer of the day. Well, but then me and you are never taking anything. Need to, you might. <laughs> It'll be fun. We get to poo-poo on him for a while. That's a thought press. Cause see how he just jumped in? It was a good one. And yeah. He, he could have just pulled that off. But we'll still talk about food. $20 to walk into a New York pizzeria joint and ask if their pizza is real. Of course it is. Then you order it, and you eat it after you've asked that question. And then do you have to follow up and say it's not real? You just... 
hey, do you have real pizza? Do you have pizza is the only real pizza. But you asked that. Yeah, I'll ask. I think that's what he's getting at, Barry. I mean, everybody that eats Chicago deep dish pizza, that's not real pizza. But he's not as funny as you are. He doesn't get a laugh from one guy. Would that be no laughs? Would that be insulting to the pizzeria guy? And then you're ordering the pizza after he tells you it's real, and then you're going to have to eat it, which means he could have done something to it because you insulted him. I'm going to be standing there watching him make the pizza, salivating the whole time. New York pizza is good pizza. Fold that pie right in half. How much do I get? A hundred bucks? No, twenty. Twenty. I'd still do it. And, and you'd pay. For, you'd buy the pie, right? Because twenty dollars won't even cover the cost of the pie. Well, how much is a pizza now? You got to figure. What is it? Three fifty a slice? Eight slices? You're talking twenty four dollars for New York? At least for I can't a New York eat eight pizza. Slices. I ask them to always cut it in sixes because I can't eat eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> now that was funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, New York pizza is at least $24, $25 a pie. Really? Yeah. Everything's expensive there. Well, I don't know about now. Yeah, I'm I'm not taking it because I don't want to go to New York. No? No. I do. I, I'd go to New York just for the food. He's done it. I've done it. Yeah, really? it would be the first time. I've been with be, him. Yeah. Yeah. Back before I had a job here. Okay, so let's talk manufacturers, brand owners-wise. Um, should you get in and say this time that's where the world is right now and say, I'm going to stop my own cigar brand. No, I mean, it goes back to what you were saying in the first half hour about, you know, that having the cigar grandfathered in, uh, how can you start a new brand now? If- 10 years ago, when the barrier to entry was very little, you could get a thousand boxes of cigars for almost that much money. It, it was a, it was a no brainer. Yeah. You should have got in 10 years ago. You're not in now. That you're throwing away money. Well, let's say you needed ten thousand to start. Then you need a hundred thousand minimum just well, to scratch it, the surface. You haven't even bought a brand yet. If if you look at somebody like Saka, he spent a lot more than that. Yeah. Because, he bought the tobacco. Well, but and, they look at him as five years in. Look at the success he is. Holy right. mackerel! But he, look at Melillo. He put five a, years in. Look at the success. Oh, I can do that. Saka put a lot of capital in. Right at the front end, which you have to do if you want to maintain consistency of product. Yeah. You know, you can go out and maybe find a great cigar to sell the first time. Yeah. When you go back, you don't know what you're getting the second time. Yeah. Do you think some of these people, like Asaka, Malillo, is their next step to get a factory? I think someone like Saka needs to um, pool his resources with another smaller guy. I don't know that he can play at that level yet. Melillo was a factory guy. He knows how to operate a factory. That's mm-hmm. what he did. Gigantic factory. What would it take him to end up getting a factory? Rocky Patel eventually ended up getting his own factory. He has it. The Newmans always did everything with Fuente and everything. They made everything. And now they got their own Nicaraguan factory. Some of these guys are going to start looking. And you got to, you're talking about then. a different ball game when you talk yeah. about someone like the Newmans. I mean, they, they have FU money in the cigar yeah. industry. They can. Go open a factory. Then once you have a factory, next thing you need is a farm. Yeah. That, that's the next step. <laughs> now you want the tobacco, but you don't have to. And again, it's all about control. If you want to make a consistently good product, you have to control the whole This process. is why that's someone why like Rocky Perdomo is so amazing at how his sto- history in the cigar world, he didn't take the money. He kept dumping it in. Yeah, absolutely. Kept dumping it in, kept dumping it in, kept dumping it in. And still to this day- yeah. He could take the money, yeah. but he still dumps it back in. 
He takes some of it. <laughs> <laughs> he lives large. <laughs> you ever see his house? We had him yeah, on the show. Yeah, we've seen it. It's pretty impressive. That's an expensive view right yeah, now. I'll is. tell you right now. Yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> he, he takes some of it. Um, you're going to see it. You're going to see some of these guys, their next step. I, I'm sure they're thinking of it and saying uh, the next step is have my own factory. The, the, and the then the, co one? the cost of goods become less, right? Because mm -hmm. the factory makes money too. Again, all these different stuff. Look at somebody like Regis. We just took on Regis as a brand. Yeah. He's been pitching us for 10 years. And for one reason or another, the answer was no. And the first response is, uh, no one's asking for it. We took it on. I, Not one I, person's I, ever I, asked for Regis. I was asking for it. Uh, I, I like I like Akil. <laughs> I like him too. Yeah. I, I, you know, back when I was the buyer, my reason but, for taking him on never was I didn't like him. But he was yes, a good guy and he had good cigars. 99% of cigar smokers don't know Regis. Yeah, they're gonna get to know it, yeah, but and everyone on our lounge has smoked it, and they, by and large, it's got a it's got a good following I, now. But it, I gave it, the Regis Black Short Robusto I, in '95. I saw week. it. I saw it. Phenomenal you, boy, cigar. You, you throw away those high rated. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, like a '92. Yeah, I figured when the when the article comes this year about you know ratings going up, I want to be up a solid two percent. <laughs> so everybody's getting a plus two on their review. You're losing weight and growing on, on your your your, <laughs> yes. your your thing. Okay, so we got to get to um, the mailbags. We got to start um, picking three mailbags again. And what do we have for a prize this time? This is um, we got the uh, Monte Cristo five unit prize kit. You got a cutter. You have a pretty mug. cool cutter too. Yeah, tumbler, a billfold, a three-finger cigar case, and a journal. It's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Over a hundred dollar value there. This one's the big one. Uh, so it is time for the Monte Cristo best email of the week. Brought to you by Monte Cristo Cigars. Got the prize up there on the screen. And our first entry is from Jay. This says from Connecticut with love. First things first, Barry drinks a lot. Mister Jonathan <laughs> prefers the company of men. Dave can't pronounce anything, and Ed is old. <laughs> okay. Uh, now that we got way, that out of the off way. Off the record, I'm some, older than Ed, right. by the way. Not, not by a lot. Not by a, a lot. Little. I thought you said you start it off says, an email with a compliment. It says you can't pronounce anything, and we stopped at that. And then Ed is also old. That's, oh, you made that up. No, no, he said it. Okay. Uh, okay. Now that we have that out of the way, we could talk about tobacco for a second. I have what I think would be a pretty decent show idea. Okay. Can we get some more content on the processes that take place before rolling? I'm talking seeds, growing, farming operations, curing, and fermentation. I love the in-depth tasting content, blending conversations, but I feel like we're missing out on half the process. Apologies if there is a show that goes in-depth on these topics, but I can't remember hearing anything in the past couple of years that I've been listening. I've told my wife a few times that if I ever win the lottery, I'd be interested in starting a broadleaf farm. Really? Hmm. Uh, maybe I'm the only one that's interested in learning more about the early stages of the leaf, but I can't imagine that I am. Keep up the great content. Cigar Authority is the best two hours of my week. And if you're going to start a broadleaf farm, you got to budget for the tobacco barns. Yes. Nick Melillo <laughs> was saying they run about 100,000 each. Yeah, that'd be a good good score. But broadleaf farm, why? Because the land is too expensive there. That's yeah. why. Because I'd say, why isn't somebody doing it? Because you've got a product in high demand. It only works there so far. Everybody or you could sell to Walmart and cash out right now. Yeah. That's a good idea for a show. We could do a virtual factory tour. No, he doesn't want factory. He wants no, pre-industry. Right. So we show them the seeds and how they're planted in the in the in the greenhouses and how the little seedlings are then taken yeah, into. Yeah. The, and we could do it through a slideshow. Mm -hmm. And boy, oh boy, are you going to be blown away because 
most people just look at the here's the roller doing the thing. Right. And the roller gets all the credit. When three years <laughs> happened before this guy did it. On Nick Perdomo's tour of his Nicaraguan facility, and if you get a chance to go or go. you get invited, you have to go. He spends four hours on seats. And I'm saying that to you, and you're like, how much could he possibly talk about seeds? I was enthralled. And Dave's been to many factories. He was sitting there going, I never saw that. holy crap, it is fascinating. The four hours goes by like that. Um, so, you know, if you're saying, let me show you through all the processes, and it's the Cigar Authority, to go in-depth with these things, there's one show on seeds. Then there's one show on the next thing. And we can do a whole year by the time right. you get to the thing. And then you look at, we're smoking a $10 cigar right now. How can it only be $10? <laughs> it's, it's almost impossible. And that's why the, the big giant guys um, like um, Imperial Tobacco who sold Altadas, it wasn't worth it for them. Mm -hmm. They said it just takes no. too long. It's not mathematically worth it. The people that are in it are in it because they love it. And know it, is there other ways to do it? Yeah. Sell the farm and sell to Walmart, these Connecticut guys. Yeah. They're into it, so they're hanging on to some of it because they like doing it. But for the big money, sell the property yeah. or rent the property. Or, or, we whatever. could probably get Husto to talk for hours on soil science. And sheep. He really sheep. He's into <laughs> sheep for some reason. Yeah. I, I, I say we do a 2021 Cigar Authority factory tour trip to Bredoma. Twenty twenty one? Uh twenty twenty two rather. Okay. The four of us go and we open it up to X amount of people and it's all the cigar authority trip. We'll bring our own audience with us. <laughs> I like, I like it. it too. Nick Perdomo, are you listening? I know he is. I know he is. I like it. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. And they and the people come people. from everywhere. Yep. And sure. could and could we pull off it's on Saturday. One of the days is a Saturday, and we actually do the show from there. In the factory? I would assume Nick has great internet down there. We it's see Nicaragua, him. buddy. Yeah, yeah, but we see him post high-quality videos from the farms. Yeah. He's uploading it somewhere. That's a, that, 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 that's a good email, and that's a good idea uh, across the I board. I like it. That, that's good for number one. All right, let's look at the matchup of the week. And that's brought to you by V.S., and that stands for Victor Sinclair Cigars. We just smoked one, and Jonathan was poo-pooing it, and here they are in advertiser. Yeah. I didn't poo-poo it. I just said I'm not smoking it again. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty negative. Um, it was a good cigar. <laughs> it's not my thing. It's $3, man. It's an unbelievable cigar for $3. Listen, if that was the last cigar on the planet, I would continue smoking cigars, and I would smoke it. It'd be fine. I think Grampy would have liked that cigar. Grampy would have loved that cigar. <laughs> he was big on the Connecticut shade. Would you say six years he's gone now? Yeah, six years six this year. week. If you don't know Grampy, that was no. uh, Jonathan's grandfather that used to come to the show, and he would walk up to the show and talk to us so you, while we were live. <laughs> this, and we have we have the stanchion here. We would have the velvet rope that's, roping things off so people that's wouldn't. That's for Grampy? That, no, we had it for everybody. He still went around it. He okay. stepped over the velvet rope, walked up, and starts talking to Dave, and I'm looking at my brother around him going, can you get this guy a cigar? Yeah. Take him in the lounge, let us finish the show, and then we'll hang out. That's just who he was. Good That's guy. just who he was. Good he was guy. a great guy. And you miss him and loved him. Yeah. Uh, six years gone. But uh, the uh, hypothetical versus today is have creamy or chunky peanut butter only. The rest of your life, it's got to be one or the other. 
Chocolate doesn't have to be attached to it, Barry. It's That's just good, the peanut butter. That's sacrilegious. Yeah, you don't like that. But you like peanut butter. Of course. Okay. Who doesn't? So does my dog. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't want to know what you do with does peanut your butter dog, and your dog. Does your dog like the creamy? Or yeah, the, the creamy. Yeah, I thought so. I'm going creamy all the way. There's no need to put additional nuts in your nut butter. It, it's good, though, when you have you'll it. you'll excuse the pun. Let me tell you, I, I'm mostly a creamy guy. And then when I do have the chunky one, yeah. it, what a treat. You appreciate the texture. Yes. No, if you got to pick one, though, you right. got to go now creamy. Now you got to pick one. I'm going chunky. No, it's creamy. Wrong answer, Barry. Chunky adds a little bit more depth to the sandwich. And Barry, can I pull that as a clip? I'm going chunky. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I, I resemble that <laughs> remark. And I, I'm with you on that, though. I think I, I like the texture, yeah. a little bit of crunch in there. Yeah. I do like it, too. I, do I don't like, like nuts actually. in my cookies. I definitely no, don't I want them like in my nuts. nuts in his mouth. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. My God, I got to go creamy. For Ooh, all the, the time, it's the right answer. For all the time, so it, it, it's it's a it's a wash there on the creamy. And I want to know who in your mind when you come up with these challenges, <laughs> who polices this? If this was real life, who would make sure that I never had chunky peanut butter again? Or is this completely the honor system? <laughs> honor system. All right, but you would go creamy. I would go. I creamy. think I would go creamy too if it's all or nothing. But I like a chunky every once in a while, and I, th mm -hmm. I, th I think of it as better. I like I have a it. chunky candy bar every once in a while. I, I it's underrated. Oh, I haven't had the one, one with the raisins? Yeah. No. I haven't had one in 25 years anyway. Yeah, mm. yeah I like the plain chunky. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My but, mom used to eat the silver one, which is the one with the nuts and the raisins and all that. Then they made one with just nuts. All right, we got to go to break. Otherwise, we're <laughs> yeah, never. The show's our, almost over. Our, we have all right. Fourth segment. When we come back, uh, did you ever want to be a rep or a cigar broker? What's the difference? Should you consider it? It looks glamorous. Is it? We'll talk about that and more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding. The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range. That's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars. There's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States. 
states, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Certain general warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Nicholas Melillo, a.k.a. Nicaragua, from Foundation Cigar Company. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are smoking the wise man Maduro from Nick Melillo, and he's coming out sometime in June. Did he give himself the nickname Nick Aragua? He did. He did. How do you feel about someone giving themselves I their like own it. nickname? I like it. Like Mr. Jonathan? How do you feel about that? I don't think it's a valid nickname if you give it to yourself. No? No. It's stuck. No, you well, made only it. Only in your mind. You, yeah, you, both forced cases. It, you forced it, John. 
Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> Nick Malolo's coming out with a firecracker version of what we're smoking, the Wise Man Maduro. Um, he, he tells us that it's going to pack a punch at the very beginning, a little mm-hmm. higher primings, a little thing's going to happen. Very interesting. Cigars are all made. They, they, they're all made already. They're all boxed up. They're all not boxed up. They're all aging uh, huh? in Nicaragua. <laughs> Uh, so they're going to be phenomenal because uh, this thing has been a two-year process. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, it might buy a box. They, they're going to come in. He said they're ready now. You could mm. you could sell them now, but um, they're not coming till uh, for Fourth of July. That's the idea, right? <laughs> That's what's going on. Okay, um, we're talking about the cigar industry, and in the cigar industry, the people that come in and sell cigars to the cigar stores are representatives of the company that we deal with. They are either a rep broker that they have their own little company and they get a percentage of sales and in their portfolio they may carry four or five different lines of different people's cigars and they come in or they actually represent the company and they work for the company as a company rep. And that means they get a salary, maybe they have some bonus structure built into it. So there's two different versions that exist out there. The bigger companies usually have somebody that works for the company because he's on a salary and they sell, they sell millions of dollars worth of cigars or so a percentage. Typically, would- brokers lose their territory once the territory reaches the million-dollar mark. That's what you see yeah, the they, most often. Yeah. It's cheaper to have a company man at that point. Right. So that's what ends up happening. But also that somebody could get rid of somebody that works for the company if they're a company person. They're not performing well. They decide, um, I'm not going to have people anymore. You know, we saw that happen this year, and they end up losing their job, where a broker never loses his job. He may lose a line within it and then find another line, but he never loses his job, and he ends up owning. And their companies themselves, they'll call themselves a name of the company that they formed. Joe Schmo's distribution company or whatever. Yeah, nobody ever sees what that is. But they get the monies from the different manufacturers. They pay their own health benefits, their own gas, their own hotels. Yeah, Brett Bowersox, who's a rep up here, put 200,000 miles on his car in a year and a half. Wow. The real so question. He's going through a car, what, every three years or less? Yeah, and he has to buy his own car, car yeah. out, out of that thing. But at least he ends up with a company <clears throat> at the very beginning when a rep starts out. And Brett's a perfect example of mm. it. He was poor. Mm-hmm. You know, struggling. They all have to do it, but it's like building any company that it takes you three years to break even, five years to start showing a profit, and then ten years the overnight sensation. The question you have to ask yourself, and this is something that we see when we have strong reps versus weak reps: Are you the type of person that is always closing? You got somebody like a Jim Price who's making a meatball this year for the meatball event. Uh, you got someone like Roy Kirby. They're in the store and they're sampling the staff and they're talking about their product and a customer walks in and says, I would like a uh, mild and smooth Connecticut shade. And these are two reps that will grab that customer and say, well, let me show you Perdomo, let me show you CLE and actually help the sales staff, not only while they're educating them, but bring them over to the product and they're always closing, they're always on. If you don't have that type of personality, sales isn't for you. And but both of those people work for a company exclusively. Correct. And then, then you got the ones that only give you samples of stuff you don't already carry. Oh, which I love. Yeah, yeah which smart, I love. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's smart. Yeah, absolutely. Is this the time for somebody that's saying they're, they're in between jobs right now, they don't know what to do, or they're going to go back to their job and 
you know, they have they weren't treated right during this COVID nineteen or whatever's going on in their life, should they look to become a rapper or broker? It's a I, tough gig. I think 90% of the people that want to be a rapper broker don't realize the hard work that right. goes into it. They look at it as, hey, I get to go hang out in a cigar lounge. Uh, it's not yeah, that no, at all. it's not that at all. Yeah, you better be comfortable with your own company because you're driving a lot. Yeah, they talk about and you hear windshield no time, right? Yeah. The amount of time they're just staring at a windshield. That's why they all have time to listen to this mess of two hours. Right, right. <laughs> you guys are listening right now, and you are the road warriors that are listening to this as, as you're driving in the car, uh, trying to hone their craft and know what's going on in the cigar industry at the same time that that, that um, they're going. Also, that they're on the phone calling another retailer up, taking orders, the phone rings. Listen, and I tell them all the time, they, they have a meeting with me, and their phone rings, and I said, you know, they go to shut the phone off or something. I said, take it. Take it. It's an order. Some, I'm, not, I'm not going to give you anything. Take it. <laughs> so some of them end up angry and bitter like Rep X. Yes. <laughs> it's just all the years I feel like Rep X was born with a little bit of an anger problem. I think it developed, but yeah, there was some there. There's some you underlying... Know, like, like you, for example. Wasn't hugged enough as a child. Yes, like you, for example. I had I had Grampy. He used to hug me. Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, mailbag number two. The first right. one we had was the show idea. It was good very show. good. It's yep. going to be hard to beat that. Uh, this is Nathan writing in through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hey, guys, I heard that Barry said he'd get the tattoo of the logo if Dave paid for it. Hell, if Dave pays for it and sends me 100 bucks, I'll get it on my chest. Challenge sent, Dave. P.S. Don't forget, you dementia-ridden bastard. Wait, so, so he's got to... I got to pay for it and give him 100 That wasn't the deal. No. I'm just... This is his proposal? Unless he's saying $100 will pay for the tattoo. What's a tattoo cost? I asked this like question. Like $250. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... That tattoo with the shading for the bell is probably going to be a two-hour piece. So, it better be. He's only got two hours to do it, so we stop at the two-hour mark. <laughs> and that's what you get. <laughs> that's all Dave agreed to pay for. You're, the you're on the hook for the rest. Yeah, the cigar so, off. So you're going to contract for two hours, whatever it costs. Just yeah. go as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah. What could possibly details, go wrong? Details are unimportant. All right. Tattooing $100 is Nathan. Um, and let's go to number three. All right. And the subject line of this email submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com is no jibes. This email is not going to take shots at anyone. It is truly from the heart. I know Mr. Jonathan is an easy target. I have taken many swings at him this week. I hope to provide some solace. I also went through a divorce and it was difficult for me for I was left to raise young daughters on my own. And at this point, looking back, I say it was one of the best things to ever happen to me. I have since remarried, big mistake, and I'm living a much more satisfying life. I will end with this truism. Why is divorce so expensive? Because it's worth it. Enjoy your life, Mr. J. And that's signed Stephen from Highland, New York. And I'm getting some uh, some bobs of the head out there. <laughs> Got a couple of divorcees in it. We have probably more than a couple out there. I posted this last night. 50% <laughs> of marriages end in divorce. The other 50% end in death. Yeah. <laughs> it's no easy way out. All right. We've got to pick a winner between those three, and my in is number one. If it gets me a trip to Nicaragua, I'm going for number one. Number one. I guess I'm outvoted, Stephen. Sorry, buddy. 
All right, so number one is the show idea. Who was that? That's from Jay. Jay, just uh, shoot me an email, and I'll reply to this anyways, asking you for your uh, your address. But uh, And we'll send out that Monte Cristo package. That's right. All right, good. The after show is Wednesday, and we're talking about Cigar Aficionado just put out their top 25 list. Mm. Um, not a lot of people paying attention to it like they used to. It's... You know, but it was out there. Maybe you know what what it was. Maybe you don't. Uh, we're going to really dive into the top ten and uh, talk a little about it and see uh, where they look. The cigar industry is going. What's hot? You got to imagine of what they think is is the best. Um, and did they uh, fall in line with our contenders for the cigar year mm-hmm. or? what the real cigar of the year is or should be. We'll talk about that on the after show. I feel like they remanufacture the t- same 10 brands, throw them on a dartboard, and <laughs> save right. it for the after show, you jack Shave wagon. Save it for the show. Um, all right, that's it. Final thoughts here on the Wise Man Maduro. It's going to make a hell of a firecracker, I'll tell you that, because even though mm-hmm. this is a Corona size, which is going to be considerably milder because of its small stature than the bigger sizes, it has a, plenty of pop, mm-hmm. plenty of flavor, you think the box press and non-box press are going to change it up a bit? I don't think it'll change that much. I think definitely. Much. Just look at a sandwich that, you know, a Cuban sandwich. A press sandwich. Is, <laughs> tastes different than if you don't press it. I think pressing will change it. Well, that's also and adding I, a Mylar I, effect. And I think without the press, it will be stronger. <laughs> it'll be stronger. Yeah. You just throw shit against the wall to see if it <laughs> sticks. I, I that's think it'll us, be stronger. He's given his idea. It's going to be stronger only because he's going to put so different. Not only because... But it's not, it's going to be a poor indication to say, see, it's round, how much stronger it is. So you don't think it'll press out some of the strength? It'll concentrate it? Yeah, I don't think the tobaccos oh. are going to marry as oh, well see. as being pressed. I don't think he thought it out well before he started talking. No, he just you started pre- talking. You press a cigar, the, the, the tobaccos marry differently. When they're not pressed, it, it changes the whole... D- they divorce. Yeah, what happens. They <laughs> so it should be right up here with we went full circle here? <sighs> but right in the middle of this cigar, I got cinnamon baked apple, mm. which threw me back to a memory of my father. Wow. So... It's a strong cigar, right? We, we talked about a three on the first cigar. Would you say eight? No. I'd say six seven, or seven. Seven. But- of course. You know, before you spit out off. eight, I had seven in my head. Right. So, of course. I, I also So, had if you want to know what I, I think, just one. add one to you. I, yeah. I went up one for you. I was really at six, but I went up one to try to meet you in the middle. All right. So, collectively, it's between a seven and an eight. <laughs> seven and a half collectively. Well, well, three sevens my, and an eight makes it seven point. No, two but and a half. My, my vote adds up to your three votes <laughs> at the very it's least. A tie. Yeah, at the, at the very least. He signs the front of the check. We sign the back. Yeah, it, it's a good cigar. Uh, that's it. Next week, sports stars and cigars. There's been a lot of sports stars to come out with a cigar brand over the decades that I've been in the business. Uh, most don't last, but this one seemed to stick. Why, David Ortez? Ortiz. Ortiz. Help me with this. David Ortiz, Big Poppy, 10-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, seven-time Silver Slugger winner, number 34, the greatest clutch hitter. His hitter. Greatest clutch hitter of all times. Yeah, you can't joins us. anything. No. Joins <laughs> us to talk about cigars. He's hot to understand, too. So this show is going to be off the rails. Yeah, it's going to be tough to understand. But I'm looking forward to it. Until then. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you might have learned something today which makes you The Cigar Authority.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.